0: <laughs> Just in, in in rounds rounds
1: of drinks. Yeah. But not even like fully fleshed out, I guess. <laughs> Usually it, the conversation gets sidetracked. That's you know how it is with like creatives? It's like, oh, it turns from like one really like surface level thing mm-hmm. into like, well, I think the meaning of life is this. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's what this is. Yeah. So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we rolling? Cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're here with Kuya Mark. Mark suck salute. Up. Oh, y'all suck. Clap it up. Woo. Jesus.
1: Thank you for uh, having guys me. Guys behind that the <laughs> guys behind the cameras <laughs> doing Trying to give,
0: give trying up. to give a man his flowers. You're fucking around with toys back there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. That like honestly, that's why I started this. Um, cause like there's mad people that I know that I'm cool with now, especially in dance that. I have no idea. A, hey, let's go. Let's get it. Uh. <laughs> um, no, like, now that I have more dance friends, I have no idea how anyone got started. Right. Because, like, I know where I was, and mm-hmm. I know how I got started, but, like, nobody that I know now was around then. I feel that, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, especially you, like, I know you've been in the scene for a minute.
1: Yeah. AKA I'm older. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're, you're like close to an OG now. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I love that energy. That's why I, I feel like me and maybe like Vinny are the only two people who consistently call you Kuya Mark. <laughs> yeah. Because I heard him say it once, and I was like, you know what? That's so perfect. Because you just have that like big brother energy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My sister
1: doesn't even call me Kuya. Oh, so. damn. Yeah. That's disrespectful. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, so like, what, I mean, because I, I definitely want to talk about dance and like media stuff too, mm-hmm. um, but first, dance, like what, where, how, why, <laughs> how did you know?
1: Um, I can actually like pinpoint the exact moment that it happened. That's I was cool. like <laughs> a freshman in high school, and at the time, like, I didn't really have dance, like, anywhere in my brain at the mm. time like I did taekwondo oh, and I played piano you know like classic like parents push this <laughs> type of shit on you uh-huh. but you don't super enjoy it type shit um I can curse right yeah okay, yeah, okay. um and I was a freshman in high school and my brother at the time was a senior so this was maybe around November or December. I'm about to date myself, but I think the timeline will help. Yeah. But this was in 2003. Oh, okay. So um my brother hits me up and he's like, "Hey, would you want to be down to perform?" Like I don't know the exact words, but some some along the long lines of "Would you be down to dance?" and I'm like, "What? No?" <laughs> so I was like an immediate no. But I remember after a couple of times, he finally convinced me to at least be a part of their set. And what they did was um, kind of like a fusion tinnickling. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of tinikling, yeah, but tinikling is those. We did it with MJ's those, yeah, those, on the boat. <laughs> yeah, <I saw> that. <laughs> those sticks that click. Uh, and um, the difference is instead of doing it to traditional like Filipino folk music, we did it to hip hop.
0: Nice.
1: So my brother was like, all right, just be a clicker for us. And a <laughs> clicker is just the designated guy yeah. that just does this. Um, and then we started rehearsals and, you know, they started playing this fire-ass music and I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to hop in and start learning. Mm-hmm. And I, it was pretty much like love at first sight yeah. type shit. I was like, damn, I really like to do this. <laughs> so imagine prepping from, what was it? November all the way till like the end of the year just for one show. Damn. And I, I mean, I thought that was like, the dopest thing in the world, because it was, like, on a weekly basis, I would meet with these guys who were, like, older and way cooler than me, (laughs) and, yeah, got to perform, and, like, that adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. on stage Mm -hmm. was fucking insane, (laughs) and I was like, I need this. (laughs) So throughout, like, those four years of, you know, uh, high school, I pretty much just went full force into... Just that team, Mm. I didn't really have any knowledge of like dance outside of that. Our Bible was, you got served. (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much it. Like we literally like copied like phrases and whole moves and shit like to like put these sets together. Mm. And then we just, you know, emulated what we saw on like television. You know, the only ones that like I really like can remember for sure was like Twitch, rest in peace. Mm. But like him doing this shit and like hitting and like I was like, OK, I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. So that was like my beginning. Sick. Per se. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like it, it like came easy where you're like, holy shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. I should continue. Or like- um
1: So I don't think I really had like a clear understanding of like where I was at mm. because I was a young kid. And it was, like, my older brother and all the cool people. Mm. Like, for them, they were kind of just, like, egging me on. Be like, yo, you're so good, man. You should just keep doing this. So, in my mind, I was, like, a pretty self-conscious kid growing up. I was like, I know they're lying, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, I think, like, looking back, pretty sure I was pretty bad for a long time. But at the time, it didn't really matter. Yeah, We kind of just did it to do it. And I didn't really have any... Competition or anything like that. It was just straight up that one showcase for like those three or four years. Mm.
0: Um, and, it, and it was just the that same sort of like tinkling infusion style,
1: pretty much all the way till the end. Got you. Yeah.
0: When did you kind of start to expand your vocabulary?
1: Um, I would say my freshman year of college. So I went to Rutgers, and I remember the very first kind of like general body meeting for what was the Filipino club at our school um had kind of like performances and stuff and rap dance troop RDT mm. performed and I was like oh, these guys are so fucking cool like I want to be just like them type shit yeah. so tried out for the team made it and then once rehearsal started none of the people (laughs) that were in that performance were there. And I was like, wait, is this the same team? Oh, shit. They were all seniors? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they just came back to, like, perform one last time before, (laughs) like, I guess, leaving. But, um, yeah, RDT was definitely, like, my first intro. And then Mm. from there, it kind of just snowballed. Yeah. Um, One of my other uh, friends, family friends who I grew up with, uh, Mikey Estimon, was actually kind of, like, my gateway into, like, a lot of the community. So... He was the one who told me about RDT. He -hmm. eventually told me about another team called Fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he also introduced me to Boogie Zone. Mm. So Boogie Zone was kind of like a community class that was held at like a random ballroom every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I can strictly remember I was at a family party. I was wearing like fucking dress shoes and like khaki (laughs) pants. And then he was like, do you guys wanna to go to Boogie Zone? And I was like, I don't have clothes. And he's like, It's fine, you just go. We went to a Boogie Zone class and that was kind of like my first kind of like wake up moment. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, like this world is actually like pretty big. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's so sick. So like when when you started uh rehearsing, like with R D T was it like culture shock not culture shock like the team but like a culture shock of like whoa i've never done choreo like this or like how was it to like start picking up other people's
1: um to be honest it it was it was definitely a transition period but at the time the directors also were very understanding of like where we came from. Like, I think at the time there were a, a ton of us that were freshmen. Mm. So I guess their expectations were, you know, like appropriate f- ground. for what we were. Um, and the choreo was hard as hell. Yeah. But even, even that first year, I didn't have that semblance of like, damn, I suck. Or like, mm-hmm. damn, like, what can I do to improve? I was just like, oh, I'm just doing the choreo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wild thinking about it, but uh, I definitely got a sense of like how serious people took it. Or mm. At least certain people, um, as that year went on, I was like, oh, some people actually like, live this shit. Mm. And that's, kind of like the biggest wake up call, I had yeah. that first year. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, honestly, that's, that's the biggest thing, I kind of like, realized, coming back into the scene, Yeah, was like, seeing like, people that like, actually like, live this, and like, this is their life. Because yeah. like, it's something that I was loved, and was like, more of like, not necessarily a hobby but like a pastime right um and then coming back after college and seeing like people's careers like start to blossom it's it's, like, it's wild yo. man
1: like i i can <laughs> completely relate to that and like for me especially like i grew up in the suburbs mm. so the thought of having like a career in or like adjacent to dance was like so far-fetched yeah so the entire t- i, I, I want to say even up until my like sophomore junior year it was still very much like this is just a hobby mm-hmm. you know i'm really obsessed with it but you know <laughs> this, this is a hobby uh, yeah no
0: and, and that's the thing like i feel like during that sort of like early early 2000s into the 2010s yeah it was hard to see any other actual dance careers besides like being in, oh, a, yeah. in a you got serve or like a step up. Absolutely. Um, so it just didn't seem realistic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about teaching a lot with you because yeah. I feel like you're a person who holds teaching, like teaching in general right. to a uh, high regard, as well as like teaching choreography specifically or teaching dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you remember, like, sort of that transition of, like, realizing, like, oh, I want to teach some, some choreo to somebody. Yeah, to for to sure. And other bodies.
1: Um, so, I'll, I'll kind of talk about this in twofold, because I feel like my journey as a choreographer and then my journey as a teacher were kind of different, mm. but, like, some are intertwined. Um, the choreo thing actually started prior to me joining RDT. So, by the time, in like, you can imagine, like, in a high school kind of, like, group, as those Seniors filter out, you know, like the people who are younger step mm. up and start choreographing. So that was kind of my situation. And it was more of just like creating for fun and out of necessity. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, oh, no one Somebody's else. has got to do yeah, it. Yeah, no one <laughs> else is going to choreo. So I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. And again, at the time, I wasn't really overthinking it. I was just like, we just got to put something on stage. And like high key, it would be like, all right, I know this move from this piece. And then I know this mm-hmm. move from this piece and then I'm going to steal this, and then I'm just going to, like, put it together. (laughs) I didn't really have a semblance of, like, oh, I need to listen to the music type shit. But anyway, um, I think, like, the enjoyment of choreo was always there. Mm. I don't think there was ever, like, a moment where I, like, dreaded it or was scared of it. It was kind of just like, oh, you dance, and you choreo, and, like, I think I just had this perception that, like, oh, you just, you know, you just do both. (laughs) <laughs> creating is creating you know? it's just part of the process yeah, it's just part of the process I definitely don't think that way now <laughs> but at at the time I thought that's just what it was yeah um and so like I guess my like full force into like having to be a choreographer and also a director it was also trial by fire mm. so what happened was we had three directors our freshman year mm. of um RDT mm. that all decided to leave the oh, next shit. year, and pretty much all of the older people followed suit. So you can imagine we were left. We, I mean, we were entering our sophomore year. It was literally just me and like five other kids, and we were like, <laughs> uh, I, I, "I don't want to stop." So, do you guys want to do this? <laughs> so that's what it was. Like, uh, you're either down or you're not. Pretty much. So it's just us. <laughs> exactly. So along with Mikey, who was kind hey, of Michael. like. <laughs> our lead was Hapago. Aside from Mikey, who was kind of like our lead guy because mm. he was the most experienced in dance, mm. it was me and two other people. One of them was uh, is also also named Mark, who mm. doesn't dance anymore. Um, and then the other one um, kind of handled more of like the logistics. So again, it was trial by fire. We had no semblance of like what choreo was good, <laughs> how to teach, how to do this. It was just like all right. Let's just try it and see what happens. And I think, like, over the course of those next couple of years, I really started to realize, like, damn, the way we did this didn't work, but this kind of did. So it was kind of more of an organic experience of, like, what I found, you know, I guess was effective for the dancers that I had. Um, And, yeah, I, I kind of, like, slowly became more and more cognizant of how I taught Mm. because I had that team directorship experience. Mm -hmm. And then when I started teaching workshops, it was pretty much just a carryover, you know, obviously there's an adjustment teaching a pop-up is completely, you know, different than teaching, you know, a room full of like, you know, people that you already know. Um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think back like, I could, this might be revisionist history, but like, (laughs) I was a really bad (laughs) choreographer and an objectively bad teacher, but I definitely got better every Mm. year, even if I don't, you know, have like the tangible, like, you know, checkpoints of when that really happened. Yeah, but you feel it. Yeah, I definitely feel it. And like, I think the biggest change for me in terms of like how I value teaching Mm was in 2016 when i started teaching kids Mm. so i made the decision because at the time i was working full-time you know i still wanted to be involved in dance and i wanted to you know supplement my income and try something new so i literally just cold emailed cold called a bunch (laughs) of studios in my area be like hey i do this here's my portfolio, right. which is literally just like a YouTube playlist of all my <laughs> choreo from like my, my team my dance stuff. Reel. Yeah, and they're like, ooh, I like your choreo. Come in to you know, do a trial class. Yeah. And that was kind of like the wake-up call. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, teaching kids is the highest level of difficulty in terms mm. of teaching, and I think it still is. I, um, I, don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. So that first year especially, it really taught me how to... Be cognizant of how kids are feeling like in the classroom mm. how engaged they are mm-hmm. if they really want to be there or not <laughs> like that's a crazy thought right like you just automatically assume like yeah. oh you you guys are there because yeah. no some of them are forced, no, to, be some of them are forced <laughs> to be there uh not only that but like in a lot of studios hip-hop is quote-unquote the fun style mm. so a lot of them a L- lot of the kids see it as playtime. Oh, and yeah. I learned how to be more disciplinarian. Mm. So, like, <laughs> understanding how to teach became, like, at the forefront of what I was doing. Yeah. And the choreo, of course, you want the content to be good, but, like, it honestly became secondary to, like... Yeah, at that point. Right. Yeah. To, like, how you're conducting your classroom, you know, showing the right type of respect, but also, you know, being commanding mm-hmm. in a space and having them respect you yes yeah. definitely a learning process but it's something that I still hold like really important to yeah. this day
0: no I know like I, I've heard you talk about it and I see you talk about it all the time um like online and stuff um and would you say like you developed I mean obviously everyone develops their own style mm-hmm. um how would you describe your style of teaching
1: oh god <laughs> I don't even know man um <laughs> I mean, anybody who's been in my classroom knows that, like, I'm i i am just stupid. So, like, <laughs> I'll start off fairly seriously, and then I'll just, like, start transitioning into, like, an accent <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I make weird sounds. Um, but I think the characteristics that, like, I really find consistent amongst everywhere is I am extremely, I don't know, is verbose the right word? I don't know. I've never um, heard that word. <laughs> right? Verbose. I think. What does that mean? I think Anybody? it means when you're when you're just very. I don't want to say articulate, but mm-hmm. like you just use a lot of words to try to describe what you're doing ah, or what you're okay. teaching. So it's like a high economy yeah, of words. I'm so sorry if that's not the right <laughs> use <using laughs> of that word, but um, I talk a lot, and I always I always start off the class by apologizing to them in advance. <laughs> But... Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, nice. Okay, cool. Sweet. Oh, SATs. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm extremely, um, I guess, wordy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes negatively, but I think it definitely helps people understand like, yeah. what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and mm. I'm, I guess, fairly technical mm. in terms of, what I want, and mm-hmm. how I want people to listen, and I think the one thing that I emphasize a lot in my class is, like, the rhythm of the music, or what I'm moving to, mm-hmm. so I guess that's how I can describe my class, to be honest, I'm not the biggest, like, motivator, mm-hmm. I'm not like, let's go, guys, yeah, <laughs> let's do this, I feel like certain people do respond well to that, Yeah, but... I usually notice, especially in my classes, like, I feel like my choreography is typically on the more technical end. Mm. So, you ever see the meme where it's, like, just, like, formulas and numbers churning? Yes. Yeah, 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 like, I feel like that's how most people are in my class, and they're like, fairly quiet. Trying to
0: calculate. Exactly.
1: So, I don't really, not that I don't care for it, but I don't really require, like, an extremely loud um you know, learning environment. Yeah.
0: it doesn't call for that type of energy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So... I, no, that's fair. I guess that's how, like, I teach. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that 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 makes total sense. And I mean, but that's why, like... Like I said, like, everyone has their own style, so it's like people should be able to go to certain classes to have right. a more technical experience. Exactly. And then go to another class for a more artistic experience right. and have that... Um, I
1: will say, as a caveat, diversity. though, and, like, I, I always... Like, after a class is over, I think my, my my thought that first comes to mind is always, how did I teach the class? Did mm. I pace it okay? Like, how can I teach it better? Mm. And how did the class do? I think those are, like, the four kind of, like, most important things. Like, solos or whatever, <laughs> I usually always mess up. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. As long as they got what they needed to get out of mm-hmm. class, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, um, But... One thing I I, I will say is that like, even though I have teaching tendencies, Mm -hmm. I personally don't think that like, style is something that you should apply to your teaching. Hmm. It should be applied to your movement. Ah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more important than teaching styles, I think is like learning styles, Mm -hmm. because you might have people in the classroom that can literally just watch you and learn You know, very visually. Right. Other people might require a little bit more, you know, um, narration in order for them to understand the concept. So I think, like, being able to, like, attack both of those fronts and Mm -hmm. using different, you know, methods of teaching, whether it's counts, you know, singing or, you know, making the sounds, using analogies to describe something. Like, I think being able to use everything Mm -hmm. is like what makes you a good teacher yeah but obviously no one's perfect so no, those are yeah. like things that I always try to think about
0: no for sure but the, the, I think well-roundedness is a important part of being a teacher just because you're dealing with students who are all individuals and have individual needs yeah and that's in dance or any teaching anything really yeah absolutely um and I like uh that you you made a like a dichotomy between Teaching and being a choreographer. Oh, is this where we get to talk <laughs> shit? There is. There really is. There is. Let's be real. There is. Absolutely. Um. So I, I'm curious, where? I guess in through your lens, like, where's that separation for you?
1: Um, I think. I, where's that separation, or like, where do you think? Like, I see myself more. Oh, I guess.
0: Towards? uh what's what's an example of just choreo uh choreographing and what's an example of t- actually teaching
1: um i think it's kind of self-explanatory like if if you're a choreographer and you are owned in to just spitting your choreo out in a classroom regardless of who's taking your class regardless of what their level is regardless of you know trying to find like um goals for your students to try to attack, mm. then, you know, you might just be a choreographer. You mm. know what I mean? Or, like, if you're putting, you know, choreo onto people's bodies for a specific purpose, like for a performance right. for something, you know, you're just a choreographer, in my eyes. Right. Right? Obviously, you're teaching. You're mm. doing the active teaching. But I think, like, unless you actively think about those things, you're not a teacher. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think that (laughs) I think I think that's a very subjective thing too like you can be a teacher but you might not be a good teacher (laughs) you know what I mean but I think like bare minimum is like you have to keep those in mind and like um, I don't have specifics but like there's there are a lot of like classes that I've taken in the past where I'm just like well that experience was like the shittiest experience ever but the choreo was so fucking good you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah so like it really depends on the type of person you know what i mean like i can find like the positives in pretty much any classroom because sure. i have danced long enough mm. to know like how to set my own goals mm. how to like learn best yeah you know what you're looking for out it, of the exactly class. exactly yeah. so and just being in a room full of dancers just makes me happy, anyway. Mm. <laughs> but I know some people require more, like you know, um, you know, focus guidance mm. on that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: So, like, like where where do you think like the the space is for that for just choreography? Like, is there a, a proper space where people? Well, I guess like, can I not call it class? But like, what like how would you? Label it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how
1: would you I don't know. It? Like, I know a lot of people are kind of like throwing out the words like workshop, mm-hmm. session, mm. and like, oh, you know, it's nothing. I'm just like sharing. Yeah. And,
0: so, like, okay, so like session obviously yeah. has like a certain connotation to it. Yeah. You know, you expect more of just like a freestyle environment. And yeah. Not a lot of, um, I guess, teaching going on. Mm-hmm. Um, And then workshop, workshop to me feels like a a pop-up. Like it's only going to happen, you better catch it once it's going to happen because you're not going to have many other chances to catch it. It feels like temporary, um, which I guess kind of works because just teaching choreo is kind of temporary. But then like you said, if it's it's for something specific, like a performance or something like that, then that's a different story. But yeah, like I don't know, is there... A proper space for people to just know, throw man. choreo on people?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. And I think that's the beauty in it. Like, mm. to be honest, like, I think, like, having to, like, having defined words for what each of those things are would be nice. Mm-hmm. But again, there's a lot of, like, you know, gray area in between. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, Like, <laughs> is it only considered a class if you, you know, learn a technique Or is Mm. it only considered a class if the teacher gives you definitive things to work on at the beginning of class? Right. I wouldn't necessarily say that's the case. Yeah. But I think more importantly than having, like, those individual labels is, like, for whoever is hosting the thing Mm. to just be transparent about what is happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... I don't want to he- be hearing people saying, like, oh, this is, like, a three-hour intensive <laughs> and all you just learn is, like, three pieces and that's it. You mm, know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. did you learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Especially, yeah, intense, especially knowing, like, what you're going to pay for <laughs> for exactly. intensive. Like. Exactly.
1: Once there's money involved, yo, like, yeah. you can't be fucking around with people's yeah. money and their time.
0: Yeah. So, that's, I think that's yeah, huge. That's where it gets fucked up. Right. And I know we've seen, like examples of people <laughs> just taking money <laughs> yeah
1: um. <laughs> it's wild yo it's
0: just getting wrong no but yeah like that's the thing it's it's the it's the the trade off like i mean but that's what i'm saying what it there has to be because there's an audience for everything right. right so there has to be that type of dancer who is just looking to learn choreo and not looking to necessarily expand themselves as a person and right, as a right. dancer yeah. and just want to learn sick moves. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, so I mean, that's what I saying. Like, if if that's if that's what you like,
1: yeah. And yeah, I think for that's it. the thing. Like, <laughs> what I've grown to learn is that like there's space for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the choreo scene can definitely take a lot of like hints from like the freestyle scene mm-hmm. because the way people learn like styles, mm-hmm. it's not like you gotta go to a class. And have a teacher that's Mm -hmm. super verbose about like, all right, these are the exact building blocks to be a perfect house dancer. (laughs) No. You know what I mean? Like you go to the club, you experience it, you pick up what you want, and then you go from there. You know what I mean? And I think like people can take that approach with choreo too. You know what I mean? Like if you're not trying to be, you know, an industry dancer, why are you wasting time taking industry workshops? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I just want to take this these types of classes because they make me feel good. Yeah. That's totally cool, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, know so, your intention. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Absolutely. And I think that's for a lot a, of people, it it takes a long time mm-hmm. for them to find it. And, of course, yeah. that could change.
0: Oh, totally. Um, I, I struggle with that. Like, even, like, especially coming back. Yeah. It was like a... Like, why am I doing, like, why oh, yeah. am I doing this? What's, Bro, what's Co- the COVID fucked
1: everybody <laughs> in a good way. Like, it made you really think about, like, oh, how do you want dance to exist in this new, mm. like, life? You know, it was, a, it was a reset that I think a lot of people needed, including mm-hmm. me, so. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Um.
0: Before we get into the media stuff, damn, I had something. Oh, because you said about how you don't have to necessarily walk into a a classroom and like take a master class and like learn a style. You can go out to the club and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That whole thing of like the freestyle community, the choreo community, and that sort of like crossover. I've been noticing it. Like we've been going to Layer Rhythm a lot lately. Have you
1: been been to Layer Rhythm? I haven't been yet. You've never been? Never been yet. I know.
0: You're next on the list. This one and, like, a bunch of other people in, like, the last right. two, maybe three pre- uh, preludes, <laughs>
1: um, i have been
0: like, oh, this is my first time. This yeah. is my first. So, like, I'm starting to see that, right. that crossover. And honestly, shout out to Modega for, like, cultivating that. I was
1: going to say, I think Dega is the hub mm-hmm. for everything it's that's become. going on right now. It's wild. Yeah. So, I think, like, it's the introductory space and crossover into whatever you want to find in there. That's yes, fucking beautiful.
0: Yes. Which, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we, if we have a space that welcomes all of it, right. then that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. Shout out to CJ and Gordon. Yeah. For real. <laughs> for real. Forgot those camera one. Um, but yeah, no. So, okay. So, you, you danced since high school. Mm-hmm. When did you pick up a camera?
1: So, I mean, I was always interested in, like, taking photos and taking videos. Mm -hmm. Um, For a very, very short, hot minute when I was in college, um, I was, like, getting really into video. It was, like, kind of, like, during the very, very beginning stages of the DSLR revolution. Mm -hmm. And didn't have enough money for a 5D. Mm -hmm. So, I bought a Nikon D90. (laughs) So, this camera was the first camera or first DSLR, uh, that was APS-C, that could shoot HD video. (laughs) So it was like, it was mind-blowing because, you know, like I had just that, I had a nifty-fifty, and then just literally shooting my friends, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, yo, bro, you look like you're in a movie right now. (laughs) Like having that flexibility and like kind of just like picking up like how to frame stuff and Mm -hmm. like how to, um, you know, expose stuff properly was... A shit ton of fun yeah and the only like proof that i have from that is we have this show at Rutgers called china night okay which now that i, th- now <laughs> that I think about it it was an incredible concept of a show so just I'll, I'll try to keep this brief but it was a dance fashion and mixed media show all in one hmm. so essentially like every coordinator was tasked to put together a 13 to 15-minute set, right? And you could tell a story. Mm. It could just be vibey. It could be whatever the fuck you wanted. (laughs) But it had to include a runway, so you styled your pieces. You had kind of like choreo breaks where Mm. people would dance, and then you would play like short clips of film. That's
0: a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it was like
1: pretty much like the entire like spring semester of getting ready for that show. Oh shit! So uh, me and my other you know co coordinator, we made like short films. We were using the camera and shit. Mm -hmm. So that's the only like living proof. I'm sure it's somewhere like in the YouTubes, but um, yeah. To be honest, after that, I kind of just stopped because my camera got stolen. Oh shit! (laughs) Yeah, I was in New Brunswick. My shit got broken into, and they stole my camera, my lens,
0: um,
1: I think my tripod. But for some reason, they left my kicks. And I just remember distinctly, I was like, damn, you know, are my kicks that ugly that they the didn't want to get my kicks? kicks. <laughs> no, they, weren't, they weren't. I'm not a kicks guy, so they were probably just like, eh, they'll leave that there. So after that, I kind of just, like, forgot about it for a hot minute. Yeah. I was so tunnel visioned it to dance anyway. Mm. Um, And then you fast forward a couple of years in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, Well, the year prior, we started Creative Exchange. Mm -hmm. So Creative Exchange. Tell me about that. So Creative Exchange, um, co-founded by Lex Bolise and I, Mm -hmm. um, we were looking for like low-cost alternatives for the college kids that we danced around. Mm. So Rutgers is like our home base. So, you know, we didn't really have a space, but we knew the places at which we practiced in, mm-hmm. which was one of the, like, one of the lobbies of, like, mm-hmm. the um, the buildings. Yeah. And we pretty much threw, like, two, three dollar classes. And what we really wanted to emphasize was giving people opportunities to get teaching mm-hmm. reps in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially at the time, there was one thing that we really saw was that, like, the same teachers would get recycled over and mm-hmm. over and over, which makes sense, like, especially if you're trying to make Money. Yeah, You want to get people who are because, reputable yeah. and people who are going to pop out to class. But it didn't really leave much room for aspiring choreographers right. to share their stuff. So that was kind of like how that came to That's be. Dope. So, yeah, we started with that, started just filming stuff on our phones. But <laughs> eventually we started wanting to like, you know, up our production a little for bit, sure. make it more presentable. Yeah. So kind of just like took my money. What did I buy? I bought an A6000 and a gimbal. What was it? The Zium Crane, the first one? Oh, you mean and the one that... Oh,
0: no, wait. Did I buy my phone you or Justin? I, I think you bought it from it's me. for me. right? Yeah. Because
1: yeah. I remember, I think we traded it at like a, a gig I'd too. Add, um, it was probably a Pearl. Or like, yeah, yeah, a Hom or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hom, yeah. yeah. That's exactly So, yeah. No idea what I was fucking doing, but I kind of just held it, and I was like... Oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then I kind of fell back into love with, like, the action of it. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just snowballed into, like, doing dance videos, mm-hmm. doing events. And then I started branching off into non-dance work. And now I, like, work in video. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a pretty cool, like, what, six, seven years. Yeah,
0: so that's say. awesome. To just, like, pick it up and be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like- youtube university yo data. youtube university yeah
0: like to the point where like still at a gig yeah i'm like oh shit i forgot how to do this and Mm -hmm. then just go youtube real quick i also i'll
1: definitely give props to like mj because mj was the first person to ever like it was edson's big ass project lady lady and i was like the lady lady "What's, "What's, uh, what's a call sheet What's, uh, what's what's this and i was like i was completely oblivious to like roles and how mm. things operated and working with a team um and like i still take a lot of those things with me today so props to you oh yeah um, shout and out then, like shout outs to like ajay who was uh, part of community artistry mm. and ant king because they were kind of like our community's like videographers at the time so whenever I would have a question, I'd be, like, going to them. And I'd probably ask them so many questions, but uh, they definitely helped me yeah. like along the way, too. So.
0: But, no, obviously you did your thing. And then also, again, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you just have, like, such, like, reverence for things that, like, you're passionate about. Um, so, like, to get to the point where you just did the the dance media workshop. Yeah. Which, that looked really cool. Yeah. it <laughs> was
1: like uh, it. it was an experience, man. Like, yeah. I definitely... Just personally, I felt hectic like the entire time. Yeah. It felt like I was teaching for the very first time because I've been in a ton of workshops mm. and in a ton of classrooms, but specifically for dance, but not dancing and literally just talking the <laughs> entire time was very foreign territory for me. So I definitely felt a little scatterbrained with like where I went, but I tried to stay like keyed in. Yeah. Um, but I think more than anything, I think just the fact that I had a great response of people who are actually interested in it was yeah. way more fulfilling than like how I performed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course. But it's it's something that like I've been thinking about for a while. Like I think, A, selfishly, I just want to see our community creating more again. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but like growing up in the late two thousand, mm-hmm. early 2010s, That was, like, the boom of the YouTube era. And so, like, dancers would come out with concept videos. And, I mean, a lot of the ideas were, like, just rehashed. Mm -hmm. No, nothing crazy. But the fact that people were intentional about, like, okay, this is a piece that I'm going to create, wrap around in, like, a very nice presentation, Mm -hmm. and then share it with the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Um,
0: There was, like, an abundance of it. There was an
1: abundance of it. And... I would rather have that than what it is now. Mm-hmm. To be honest, now it's like I'll see a concept video once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And everything if else... That. If that. <laughs> everything else is just a class video. Yes. Or, you know, I don't even want to call it a concept video, but you do your choreo with your phone mm. mounted somewhere. It's just a dance video. <laughs> you know what I video mean? Um, it's a on It's a TikTok, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah.
0: So... Uh, are you, um, I don't know, like, where's your brain with that if, like, you had, like, unlimited time, unlimited budget, you know, like, what, are you into wanting to make that sort of content now, like, yourself?
1: To be honest, another reason why I kind of wanted to do this is because I want to, I don't want to say step away from doing dance content, like, mm-hmm. I still love it, and I'll take on dance jobs for friends or people who I know have, like, a cool vision in mind, mm. but I want the rest of the community to feel empowered to just, like, do it themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's way too many talented people in our community that can do more than just dance.
0: Honestly.
1: That have the vision. They might they might just not have, like, the technical know-how mm. to, like, execute it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I'm... Not that I want to step away from it forever, but, like, I'd love to see more videographers in this realm.
0: Just to see, like, what can – or who can fill that gap. Exactly. See, you know, something new. That's another thing, too. uh, Like, I'm curious to see uh, how this generation views media and and the content, like, how different it would look. Because now – that you know, a lot of the stuff from the early two thousands is considered like throwback, and Bro, yeah. is like being sampled and stuff. I wonder what the twist on that would be. You know, or right. like during like the Ian Eastwood era of uh-huh. like concept videos. Like, well, how is that different right. now? Um, which I feel like it's weird because the technology for it has gotten way more. Sophisticated, it's insane, yo. But the concepts have simplified. Yeah. You know, where it's like—it's
1: funny you say that because I think you can kind of <laughs> say that <laughs> you can kind of say the same shit about dance too. Mm. People are grooving again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people are like actually like learning styles again. Yeah, you could make a fire ass piece that's literally just like them bouncing, and people <laughs> would fucking go nuts. But if you did that in 2017, people would be like, "What the fuck is that?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's funny. I was actually just talking to Paco. Um, when we were watching old like choreo cookies and like company mm. videos, yes, and you, <laughs> Those could, <are> the two. <laughs> you could see that distinct moment. Yes. It was like 2012, 2013, right? <laughs> From then until maybe 2017 and 2018, choreo just got insanely intricate, mm. it got super fucking athletic, and it just became almost like information overload. Mm. To the point where, like, you can't even, like, appreciate a moment that's happening in the choreo. Mm. Because they've already done five more moves after (laughs) that. So, I think... I don't want to say everyone, because I think some people are still on that tip. Or that might be their, like, preferred way of moving. But I think a lot of the people, especially these young kids growing up now, are really, like, just dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
0: for sure. Um, I think I've spoken about that with multiple people now. Like, where there was that clear point like you said the, the two exact names cookies and and uh, mm-hmm. and the company where it's like they brought that more lyrical style of right. uh, of hip hop and stuff but yeah now street like i feel like street dance is back right bigger than it's been in a long time Absolutely. Like, for even for something like lightfeet to just be what it is now from mm-hmm. its inception But that, uh, but again, like back to the technology, it's like, yeah, well, the internet, like now everyone can see whatever's doing everywhere else. The
1: barrier to entry is so small now. Mm -hmm. And like, you can literally make the best content literally from your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And you really don't need to invest in a shit ton of gear. You know what I mean? You can create beautiful things. It's just a matter of being intentional with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think like. And maybe this is because of how the industry is changing, but, like, people are popping off with less effort. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more about volume now rather than, like, depth of content, mm. which I think is what's most disheartening about, like, everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, you could literally, like, pour your heart and soul into – you know, a three minute, you know, creative masterpiece and that might get a hundred views. But you might do a TikTok where you're not even like <laughs> dancing. You might just be doing like a little bit of whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. And you can get like viral for that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you could be doing someone else's choreo, mm. which is what TikTok is.
0: <laughs> it's covers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why all, my shit talking shit. Don't Go call ahead. yourself of a creator if you're not actually doing your own choreo. Because no. mm. if you're just doing other people's choreo, you're not a creator, bro. No,
0: you're so. a cover artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. But there, there, there's always a struggle between what's the best mm-hmm. and what's the most popular. Right. So that that's that's part of the struggle. But it's
1: it's wild if you think about it too, because like, I think where dance can live mm-hmm. is either in person like on a stage Mm. um, or you know on video yeah but then when you think about that it's like how do people consume video nowadays quickly quickly (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way to put it (laughs) yo they consume it quickly and it has to live on a social app yeah if it's not nobody's gonna watch it nobody's gonna go to your website to watch right your video?
0: Yeah. Like, your, your link, your YouTube link could be in the bio all you want, but... Exactly. Not many people are going If it's not power.
1: on Instagram, if it's not on yeah. TikTok, people are unfortunately not yeah. going to see it.
0: But then, see, that's, that's where, like, the cream should rise to the top, though, because if, as an actual creator, yeah. you know, you're um, understanding those terms. It's like, all right, fuck, I'm going to make this for Instagram. Right. It has to be a reel. So, that means... It has to be sixteen by nine. Like then, it forces you to be more mindful of like. Oh yeah. If I'm gonna put this on this platform, I want to make it look the best that it can. Right. Um. Which again, one would hope. Exactly. That would be the the outcome.
1: Yeah. So. Um,
0: but. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, it's it's too easy to
1: use. It is. It's too easy. to Anybody use. Anybody
0: could do it. And some, of seen- the,
1: some of some of t- those TikTok effects, bro, that used to take us like two hours to do in <laughs> in After Effects are literally, like, live now. If you want f- four more of yourself in the back, <laughs> just click that filter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: You know how much work we did to get, like, eight Vinnies in one <laughs> oh, yeah, video? Yeah, I remember that <laughs> video, dude. I was
1: blown away when you showed me that. Oh, you know, God.
0: Man. Fucking changing into back and forth between outfits. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. and now it's just, I'm going to put this effect. uh I'm use this music. Right. Yeah. Not have to worry about copyright. hmm <laughs>
1: too easy it's too easy
0: but again that listen if you're if you want to create if you want to call yourself a creator here's the ch- like here's a perfect opportunity yeah to use everything at your disposal but like be there with the intent to exactly do it as best as possible
1: absolutely and it's not so all right he's kind of just another side but like it's not just intent to do it but it's like what is your intention for creating this Mm -hmm. said piece? Mm -hmm. You just trying to show off You trying to get booked. Are you trying to tell a story? Are you trying to draw emotion out of someone? Yeah. I think those are other things that like a lot of creators can start thinking about Mm -hmm. because if you understand what your end goal is, like that can drive how you create your content as well. And like not saying that a class video can't invoke a feeling, but like, think about how many more people you could touch Mm -hmm. if you take the piece that you did in that class video and you fleshed it out into a concept right you know
0: go that much further
1: right yeah exactly
0: no yeah and like you said even even a simple class video you know can inspire but there has to be that intention in the class right um and I think people can see through that even just watching the video. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, yeah. the Absolutely. class videos that were like an actual class mm-hmm. and the ones that were just a choreo yeah. piece.
1: Also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk more shit again. Go ahead, go ahead. If you throw a two-hour class, don't be teaching for an hour and then just doing groups for an hour. That's some bullshit. That's
0: OD groups for an no. hour.
1: I've, I've been to like numerous classes where it's been like that and I was like, I'm not coming back. You Yo. know what I mean? Because, I mean, like, I've never seen right. that. It, let's say it's groups for an hour, yeah. but you're actually doing your big groups. One, two, three, four. But if it's like groups for an hour, all right, we're going to have 13 select groups.
0: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. It's like a... Oh, fucking hate that. There's a, there's a key MPO sketch about like uh, being at the airport yeah. and calling groups. Yeah. I always think about that with like dance classes. Like the the certain classes where it gets to the point they're like, all right, all the boys, all right, all the girls, all right, now everyone wearing a flannel shirt. All
1: right, now everyone with a hat. Like, it's yep. like bro,
0: let's do one, two, three, four. Yeah.
1: Like like I understand like giving people chances to dance repeatedly. That's great. Yeah. But dude, there's so many classes where you can absolutely feel the intention mm-hmm. of not only the teacher. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of the people taking class, they just want to get filmed. Mm-hmm. They want to look good for that mm-hmm. video. But I'm like, yo, instead of trying to look good doing something else, as choreo, why don't you just, like, make your own shit, you know?
0: Might as well. If, right. if all you want to do is be exactly. on camera, you walk around with a camera, exactly. just film yourself. It's <laughs>
1: Just another thing that I came up with It's like, I know a lot of people might not have the intention to be choreographers. Mm-hmm. So if you're just trying to be a performer, that's fine. But I know there are people out there, especially in our dance community, that have the capability and the talent to be movement directors. Mm. And in order to be a movement director, you got to fucking direct something. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I just want people to, like, kind of expand their ceiling of, mm-hmm. like, what's possible with dance. Yeah. And, like, even if it's not that in that direction, there are so many things that you can do than just being a class taker, you know?
0: Totally. <sighs> well, I, I I mean I I feel more enlightened yeah. now after this. Oh, any I mean anything else you wanna you wanna let people know? Any final words? Yeah, man. Uh,
1: I can go on, but I'll I'll keep this brief. But, um, I think being self-aware of where dance is in your life Mm. is super important and having intention, but also having the flexibility to understand that just like life, things may not pan out as you planned Mm. is, you know, extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. Like my dance trajectory has been extremely unexpected. Mm. And for a lot of it, I've, put myself in shitty situations and on the other side of it I've been blessed you know. in having some of the most unforgettable experiences there's going to be your ups and downs like it's never like a straight path you're going to like go all over the place Mm -hmm. but if you can like take the time, I know this is kind of cliche but like if you can take the time to like um, listen to your feelings about how certain things you know bounce off of you then you'll be able to enjoy yourself so much more in dance and like yeah it's serious but it's not that serious (laughs) right i love that yeah it's serious but it's not that it's not that i totally get
0: that yo thank you for doing this bro. absolutely bro yeah mark yeah anything you want to shout out oh yeah plug coming up yeah
1: oh um big shout out um to some of like our like communities like leaders, I just want to give like two special shout outs, one to the hive and one to Modega because I think like they're the last bastions of our dance community, at least in terms of like the choreo scene and them being able to not only provide a space for current or returning dancers and like meshing scenes together but also like bringing in this new generation of kids and you know getting them excited about dance is just pretty awesome to see so big shout outs to them and uh that's pretty much it shout outs to everybody that's dancing yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to, to the
0: dancers shout out to the dancers sweet thanks bro appreciate you yeah with. man
1: thanks yeah so oh, that's cute